Hello and welcome to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan, and you are looking live at the sports book here at the lovely South Point Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. We appreciate you guys being here. It is chilly outside for us here in Vegas. I feel really wimpy as a kid originally from Pittsburgh who stood and waited for the bus in 20 degree weather. Um, it's like 56 here, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, might need an extra layer today. Uh, but it's going to be hot inside the sports book, as always. Um, I'm seeing a lot of Pac-12 jerseys. I'm seeing a lot of Washington and Oregon people coming in for the Pac-12 championship this Friday, right down the street at Allegiant. So it's going to be an exciting weekend here. Lots of football, lots of college basketball, uh, college football championships, college basketball, NBA, hockey. Uh, today on the show, we have my man from the Rampart Casino, Dwayne Colucci. 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 <laughs> he gets his own salute. This is his third time on the show, I think. Yep. I think he's tied Josh Yowie. The Colucci Hattie. The Kaluch has his hat trick today, um, and I think Balenkoff tomorrow will have his third one. So we're, we're getting into the triples with these uh, regular guests. Uh, today, making his debut on the show in a few minutes, will be, we'll be our man in Reno, Reno Paul. He's a super fan of the show. He was one of the early subscribers, man. He's a massive sports fan, Steelers fan. He's a Golden Knights fan. You can talk Golden Knights with him. Those are usually That's usually the team he bails out. That's the team that bails him out on his failed Laker picks. He likes to close with the Golden, the golden Knights. Well, uh... He might have been one of the starters, but we're up to 724 in our subscriber count. We have passed the Babe Ruth threshold. I was sh- hoping for 714. That's how many career home runs Babe Ruth hit. We're at 724. 724. Wow, we're going after Hank Aaron, 755. And then there's Barry Bonds, tainted 761. Then we have Josh Gibson with 800 home runs, reportedly. And then the all-time home run leader documented, Japanese slugger Sadahara O. Oh. Yeah, he has. I think he has like 868. If you could look that up. Sadahara O played for the Yamashori Giants. I remember as a kid when he passed Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron. It was a big deal. But he's way past 800 home runs. And Christian Hansen, if you're watching, we were playing trivia one night and I pulled that out and he thought, no way. 868. It was 868. That's ridiculous. Now, if you ask me my license plate number, couldn't tell you. But I can tell you Sadahara O hit 868 home runs. Rod Carew hit 388 in 1977. I can remember that stuff. But I, like, I, I was, I was, uh, oh, here in Vegas, you know, you gotta, you gotta park. Because <laughs> in other towns, you don't park your car. You know what I mean? Just, uh, you, gotta, you gotta put your license plate in, and I'll go, oh, God. I, I, I blank on my license plate. all the way plate. back. Well, I don't go too far on the stations right there. But it's 8, which is Willie Stargell, and then FRS, Frank, FR, and then S was my dad's name, Sam. And then the last three digits I'll leave out. In case someone wants to key your car, clone my license plate. Mm. All right. Anyway, uh, so anyway, yeah, we got Dwayne and we got Paul. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Today is November 29th, and there's only 30 days in November. And we were doing this right off the air before. My grandmother taught me a little rhyme 30 days has September, 30 days has November, April, June, and September. All the rest have 31. And you were doing the little knuckle thing there, Ryan. Show Ryan, you do that, right? You go January. Yeah. All the knuckles, the knuckles are, 31. are 31, yeah, and then in the grooves are less, 30 or less. So yeah. January, February, March, April, May. Yeah, June, this is July, how you remember you how many back. days of month, uh, days are in a month. Or uh, cell phone. Cell phone always works, but we didn't have cell phones when we were kids. Uh, boy, do I sound old sometimes on this show, don't I? Just a little. A little bit. A little bit not little not bit. that much. No. Uh, yeah, it's November 29th, and when I hear this, uh, it's episode 36. 36, I'm only going to associate with one jersey number. That's running back. Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis, ladies and gentlemen. Jerome Bettis, who also wore 36 with the Rams. And I think one of our early episodes of this show, 
We talked about the robbery. It was the anniversary of the robbery of the Steelers getting Jerome Bellis, Bettis from the Rams for like a fourth. And a, it was r- ridiculous. And then he goes on, bless you, Sean. Were you sneezing? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Sean's a Steeler fan. I thought he has a Bettis jersey that I've worn on the show. But anyway, uh, great Jerome Bettis. He wore 30s. Look how young he looks there. You didn't even put him in the Steelers uniform. I did the Lombardi trophy. What, what's wrong with that one? <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, I didn't see <laughs> okay, I didn't see him. And you know, the great thing about Jerome Bettis winning that Lombardi trophy, it was in Detroit where he was from, and then that was his last game. I mean, he was like, peace out. You win the Super Bowl in your hometown, and then you just go, I'm done. Talk about going off in the sunset. Yeah, really. Although, is there a sunset in Detroit? It's pretty cloudy there. But anyway, uh, Jerome Bettis, 36. And you threw up my man Gaylord Perry. Is that 36, Gaylord Perry? Yep. Now, Gaylord Perry, he used to play in old-timers games. He ended up playing, first of all, Gaylord Perry, first pitcher ever to win the Cy Young in both leagues. Okay, that, which is, that's saying something. That's pretty cool. Um, he actually had a uniform that he'd wear at old-timers games, and it was, it, was all, it was a combination of all the teams he played for. It was pretty funny. He played for like that seven or eight cool. teams. Did you happen to see the, uh, the helmet that the Amazon Prime crew gave Ryan Fitzpatrick? Unbelievable. Ryan Fitzmagic got a helmet with every team. It was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, that that was, was a really cool, cool helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Gaylord Perry paid for a ton of teams. Now, I saw him when he won the Cy Young. People thought he was done. It was 1978. I'm going to say 77, 78 with the Padres. Could be 76 or was that Randy Jones? I used to know all the Cy Youngs. He, uh, I saw him pitch for the Padres in the brown and yellow. And he was a let, you know, he threw a spitball and the Dodgers called him on it. And I was eight years old and I was telling everybody in the section, I was like eight years old at Dodger Stadium. I'm like, he's throwing a spitball. He's throwing a spitball halfway through the game. They checked and he was throwing a spitball and he was ejected. So yeah, he cheated, but he also went to Cy Young's, but I don't know how much he cheated, but Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And his brother also a hall of fame pitcher, maybe not hall of fame, but Jim Perry also. Played well. Who's the hockey player? Tell us. You always have to throw a Blackhawk, yeah. which is fair. I do Steelers and Pirates. So well, so uh, Dave Boland, he scored the uh, the game-winning goal um, when the Blackhawks won the, the Cup in 2013 in Boston. He, uh, the moment where he, like, flicks his gloves off, right. uh, like, with oh, yeah. 10 seconds left, and yeah. everyone was like, why are you flipping off like you won something? And then, but they did. <laughs> so. Now, who scored more in Chicago, him or Corey Perry? Who scored more <laughs> in Chicago? Hello. Which way are you talking? <laughs> Well, Ryan just went all deep up. Which way are you talking about? <laughs> Ryan McCormick, producer, all of a sudden got a little, little what you talking about, Willis. <laughs> and you know that, of course. Uh, yeah, I like that. Okay, so Rashid, uh, Rashid Wallace, he was great. Rashid Wallace wore 36. Still trying to get Rick Mahorn on the show. Greg Maddox, local boy, done good. And you play, I love, I love that you go for a Greg Maddox and you go, eh, let's put him in a Dodger uniform. Well, that was the only team you wore 36 on. Oh, well, there you go. You only wore it for two years, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost, you know, the, the, we, someday if we have a time killer, uh, there's so many p- players that you forget played on teams. Like Hall of Fame careers, you associate him as a Cub or a Brave. That's right. He pitched for the Dodgers. Um, there's a lot of players like that. Mike Piazza was a Florida Marlin for like a week, literally a week. <laughs> it was literally, I'm, t- I'm not even making that up. It was one week. Yeah. Wait, what happened? Wait, what happened? Which you can watch on the very local app. New episodes coming March. Game show. Posted by me. Um, and then is that Jim? Bo- it's Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts. That ball he's holding there, I think, is after he pitched a perfect game. He's got a, yeah, the whole bucket of balls right in front of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I think those were balls used in his perfect game. Uh, they didn't let the people keep the balls back then. I'm joking. Of course they did. <laughs> I thought I'd get Ryan on that. Ryan would be like, they used to have to give the baseballs back. Oh, yeah. Times were tough back then. They were cycled. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, all right, that's the 36 collage, Ryan. You always do a great job. I, I enjoy this. Tomorrow's 37. Yeah, I'm already thinking. Of, I can only think of 137. 
Yeah, I know. He's a stealer, of course. Um, yeah, Carnell Lake. Anyway, Carnell Lake. Remember Carnell Lake, Sean? Come on. Played at UCLA. He was awesome. Sean's my age. <laughs> <laughs> but Carnell Lake was... Okay. Uh, it's National Square Dancing Day. Ryan is going to... Ryan, you said you were going to do some square dancing with Sean. Come on out, guys. Here we go. <laughs> National Square yes. Dancing Day. I know Not you celebrate me. that, Ryan. And it's also... This is one I don't think we really need. It's National Package Protection Day. Do we need to be reminded? Well, your Chromebook's on its way, so maybe we do. <laughs> Frank Mergy, if you're watching, he has sent me an old Chromebook, so I'm going to have it here soon because I, that experiment with the Amazon tablet failed miserably. Epic. Epic, epic fail. So I got the, my friends like, dude, get like these Amazon tablets, download movies. I'm like, it's great. I get it, but you can't download YouTube. Because YouTube's owned by Google, Amazon's main competitor. So it was like an it was like a blue. I knew I knew I was in trouble when the YouTube app was blue. Because that was coming through their thing. So it wouldn't let me see the live comments on the show, and that was the whole reason I got it. So I sent it back, got my money back, and ordered some beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Sugarman will appreciate that. He knows my obsession with beef jerky. I got him hooked on beef jerky. Anyway, do we really I mean, look, I when you, are you ever worried about losing a package? I mean, I look at my phone every minute when I have stuff on the way from Amazon. Yeah, I guess depending it's that on time what it of is. year. It's kind of a warning. Yeah, you know what? You're going to be ordering a lot. There's those porch pirates you got to yep. watch out for. Yep. And by the way, those videos online of people getting busted for stealing stuff is hysterical. There was one. This guy, guy opens his door. Hey, get back! And the guy runs into his car and he backs up his car and he gets stuck on like uh, plowed snow and he's stuck and he can't get out. It's pretty funny. So anyway, protect your packages, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's open up Frank's fast takes. Cue the graphic. And Billy Gardner. All right, begin. There we go. <laughs> Did we hear it? Yeah, we heard uh, it. I didn't hear it, yeah. yeah but I, I heard it in my head. I heard, all right. What does he say? Begin. Begin. <laughs> all right, begin. Uh, yeah, let's open up Frank's. There's a lot of stuff happening last night. A lot of fun stuff in sports. Um, Ryan sent me this. Now, Ryan, Ryan Combs, you're a Twitter guy, right? Yep. Now, me being the youthful, I do TikTok. Isn't this the opposite of what it should be? Shouldn't I be on Twitter and you on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah, that might. You on Facebook, me on TikTok. <laughs> I'm still on MySpace, all right? Me there and Tom go. are still there friends, man. Uh, you sent me the coolest video. Now, I, I see, you know, you see the thumbnail, right? I see the image. I'm like, okay, looks like a Minnesota Timberwolves mascot. I don't know what's going on here. But this is the most epic thing. I tweeted this to say, watch the show today. Just play it. This is Bonnie Tyler. This <laughs> Now, that's Chomper? The little one? Yeah. The little one's Chomper and the big one. Uh, Chopper and Crunch. All right, hold on. I'm putting my headset on. Please. All right. So, so by the way, that yeah, I had, to, I had to speed it up. Yeah, you speed it up. Way too long. So it's Air Crunch. So this is the Minnesota Timberwolves. So for some reason, they're doing Total Eclipse of the Heart. Then they they bust into the uh, the dance version, and they meet at half court, and then it becomes an optical illusion. Okay, there they are. Fall apart. I got a little dance going. Now watch the little guy. How's he doing that? He's levitating. That's David Blaine stuff right there, ladies and gentlemen. And then they do that. It's Chopper. And then we speed it up. This is, by the way, if you're at home watching the show and you just dropped an edible, you're welcome. <laughs> because this would be the greatest show so far to watch. We got Jerome Bettis. Whole, I, I, I'm talking about Gaylord Perry's jersey. And we're talking about Chomper and Chud. What was his name? Chomper. <laughs> Chomper and 
What was the other one? I don't know. Crumbs, whatever. Minnesota Timberwolves, applause to you for that halftime show, which is the most random thing I've ever seen. I don't, why, why? Why are they doing total clips of the heart? They had to top the uh, the Vikings halftime show, which wouldn't have been hard to do. It was the BMX thing, which was the lamest thing of all time. Yeah. Uh, By the way, during that halftime show for the Timberwolves, Josh Dobbs threw three more interceptions. It's true. In Minnesota, Josh Dobbs threw three. The poor pastor not. The guy was such a hot property and now nothing. All right, so uh, let's stay in. By the way, kudos to the Minnesota Timberwolves. You have the best presidential cup court or whatever they're calling that stupid thing. The in-season tournament it? court? Yeah, it's like light blue. It's got yellow. It's very UCLA-ish. It looks great. A lot of teams have screwed it up. We can even talk to Reno Paul in a minute. We're not fans of the Lakers court. It's way too much yellow, which looks like hardwood, or it looks like, I don't know, it, it, just, it looks bad. They just needed more purple. Yeah, looking at it, it sh- they should have done the outside of the sidelines. You should can have been see purple. Paul and I. This is exactly what Paul and I talked about. Uh, all right, let's go to the NBA. Let's stay in the NBA. My man, Mark Cuban. Now, I've, Mark Cuban is from Pittsburgh. I, I've talked to him. I pled with him. I begged him to buy the Pittsburgh Pirates. He said it won't happen. They'll never sell it. The Nuttings will never sell. He's got his Mavericks. He's been wanting to. He was interested in buying the Cubs. Uh, he said they'll never approve him as an owner. Anyway, super nice guy. I'm obsessed with Shark Tank. I've seen every episode. Do you have a Shark Tank item? Have you watched Shark Tank, Ryan, and you thought... Yeah, I'm a big fan of Shark Tank. I don't know if I've bought I thought everyone had a Shark from... Tank item in them. I'm not going to reveal mine on the show, ladies and gentlemen. And you don't have... Sean, do you have a Shark Tank item? <laughs> Scrub Daddy. Old. Yeah, I do. I Scrub Daddy, the, the uh, sponge? Yeah, it's a sponge. Oh, Scrub Daddy. Yeah, yeah right? I, I do have those. Scrub Daddy. I think it's the number one or number two. They made like $9 billion. Scrub Daddies are amazing. Clean a knife. I feel like I'm doing an infomercial. Just An order now, and it's $29.95. But wait, we'll send you two. Uh, yeah, I own that. I've, I own quite a few Shark Tank products. I can't think of I know the Scrub Daddy is the number one. I'm not buying the one for the bathroom where you put your knees up. I'm not doing it. Squatty potty? I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm sticking. I'm old school. Paul's nodding. I'm old school. All right? I'm going to do it the way I was taught. I've heard it's useful. This is, we've gone off the rails. All right, this is where the edibles <laughs> really kicking in. Anyway, uh, the rich get richer. Uh, Mark Cuban. He paid $285 million in the year 2000 for the Dallas Mavericks. He won a title in 2011, I believe. He sold them yesterday, his majority stake, but he's still running the operations. Taking full control. Kudos to him for pulling that off, but $3.5 billion, and it's from uh, a family that owns the Venetian. Yeah, the woman who bought him, $3.5 billion, she cashed out some of her, her stock options, and Jeff Parles was just in here telling us she cashed out $2 billion. Yeah, just a little $2 billion. And that was only 10% of her holding. So, yeah. All right. She must have the other 1.5, you know, in her, in her yeah. ashtray in her car. She's Pocket like, oh, 1.5 billion here. Yeah. <laughs> Call her account up. I need two more billion. Mark, Mark Cuban, here you go. Three and a half billion. And he still gets to run the team. So, again, this is like a Shark Tank move when he always is negotiating. Yep. And it'll be like, you get three seconds to a, three, two, fine. We got a deal. Good for you, Mark Cuban. I love you. And by the way, he's still, th- he's still rumored someday maybe be president. I don't know. Yeah, he uh, he kind of shut that down this morning. Oh, he, he said did. That, that wasn't his intention, or that's not his intention. Because yeah, because if you sell your stakes and stuff, that me- might be like a little tip off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe down the road, he's still he's in his sixties. He looks good though. Good guy, Mark Cuban. Congratulations. And you were watching the Timberwolves uh, or the Mavericks game last night. Yeah, Mavericks Rockets. Now ex- set this up. It was Dirk Nowitzki night. All right. Yeah. So Mavericks favored by four. Dirk Nowitzki night number number forty one. <laughs> The uh, 10 seconds left in the game. The Rockets have the ball. If you want to play the video, we can. Yeah, yeah. Play the video. Yeah. So they, Rockets make a three, five-point game to make it to two. 
So lead up pass. Mavericks not covering. Mavericks up by four for push. Right. And then clock runs down. So it's a push. And you think, oh, yeah. the clock's clock zero. Clock runs out. Push. But they review it and put .5 back on the clock. So then Luca. Luca shoots two free throws at 39 to get to 40 and 41. Push the Mavericks over to cover by six. So Luca <laughs> scores 41 on Dirk Knight and the Mavs end up covering because they put it's a little time weird. back on the clock. It's a little weird. It's a little strange how that worked out or it's just one of those things. Now, I'd like to know the sports books in Vegas. So you see that miss, right? And you see the clock at zeros. You're like, it's, 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 a, it's a push. Yep. <clears throat> or if you bought, a, you bought a half point or something, you're like, okay. But then they give the Mavs the ball. So if you had uh, the Rockets, you have to be screaming. Yep. Oh, my God. That is amazing. But congratulations if you had the Mavs. And Luka ends up with 41 on, on Nowitzki. That's, that's crazy. Uh, good for them. All right. Good for them. Uh, let's see. What else we had in fast takes? Um, the Grand Salami, by the way, was epically low last night. I didn't touch it. It you went 12 under. No, because I, I wasn't going to be able to watch any games, so I didn't bet on it. But anyway, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, we want to do birthdays, right? Is that where we are? Sure. Happy birthday to Stefan Diggs, who spells his name with an F. So when I was searching for him, it was P-H-I. I screwed up. Anyway, happy 30th. Stefan Diggs is 30th. Look what Ryan has created, ladies and gentlemen. A split take. That's the Minneapolis miracle, correct? Yep. The quarterback was Case Keenum? Yep. I think it was Case Keenum. Uh, Stefan Diggs is 30 years old today. Threw his helmet. He doesn't. Who cares about a 15-yard penalty? The game's over. And Ryan's created this new little thing. He's got a little video, and he's got split screen. Got another birthday today, too. Well, hold on. Stefan Diggs will be 30, and you know he's still going to be angry at his, at his family um, because they're not going to pass him the cake enough. At his family? <laughs> yeah. Or they're Josh pass Allen? pass him the cake enough, he's going to throw a tantrum. You know, Paul Sugarman, I just saw you do a rim shot. I swear to God, I, will, I would lose your link right now. That was a funny joke. And I dropped my Rampart pen that I have for Colucci. <laughs> I was using a special Rampart pen. The show is going off the rails. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Stefan Diggs, gets, he complains when he doesn't get past two enough. Past the cake. You know, comedy's not easy, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes it's hard. All right. Uh, anyway, Stefan Diggs, happy birthday. Also, happy birthday to the greatest reliever of all time. First unanimous Hall of Famer. Oh, it's not Kent Takalvi. Who is it? Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera. Uh, he's got like nine billion saves, Mariano Rivera. That's the last out of the San Diego Padres World Series. That was in 98. I was uh, in a bar. I was at the Cat and Fiddle in Los Angeles, by the way. Paul knows that, that bar down in uh, Hollywood. That's where I saw that final out. And I had money on the Yankees. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> in 98? Yep. Sean, shut up! We're, uh, Sean's like, nope, me We're neither. this millennia. Anne, were you born? What were you doing in 1998, Anne? I was watching that game. She was watching that game. There you go. I just became Regis Philbin. Oh, my God. Am I aging like Regis Philbin? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, congratulations, Mario and Rivera. Happy birthday. How old is he? He could probably still get three outs. 50, 54? Yeah, 54. He could still get three outs. If you brought him in, that cutter, uh, he was amazing. All right. Uh, also, so we're moving on to uh, some football stuff, right? Sure. What was next up? We got the, uh, we going to veto. All right. <laughs> Either DeVito or McDaniels, whichever one you want. What do you want to do? Let's go DeVito. Let's go Tommy. All right, so we're obsessed with Tommy DeVito. This guy, this is the quarterback for the New York Giants. Everyone knows about him. In a hoagie restaurant. He's in a hoagie restaurant signing stuff. Now talk about, is this, is this jersey or what? It's a cement truck. Covered in Christmas lights. Covered in Christmas lights to cover up the blood from all the mob hits. Okay. 
Look at that. Now here, this is a line of people waiting to see Tommy DeVito, which basically tells me in that town of Wayne, New Jersey, no one in town could get a piece of pizza at that moment. Because <laughs> every pizza shop employee was in line. Tommy Cutlets. My man gets him to sign Tommy Cutlets on the helmet. Tommy DeVito's like, I don't give a crap. Look at that. Because he's Tommy Cutlets because he loves his mom's chicken cutlets. And then there he is. The Godfather Part 3. He signed I that. And by the way, did someone use like a an Epson printer to print that out? <laughs> they must have. <laughs> they didn't have any color ink left, but it looks good. Uh, Tommy DeVito, he owns New York right now, and the money he's getting paid must be more than his contract. Because you figure, what's he getting per, per helmet? I don't know. You have to think. Uh, 100 bucks? Probably. 50 to 100. So these guys, all these Italian guys in Jersey are saving up their pizza delivery tip money, and they're going to Tommy DeVito, handing it to him. And uh, what's Daniel Jones doing right now besides crying? Not throwing footballs. Not throwing footballs. All right. Uh, in the NFL, also Hard Knocks, which is a show Paul and I will talk about in a moment. We're obsessed with Hard Knocks. Great season with the Jets. Now they have the in-season one with the Dolphins. Are you watching that at all? Uh, I watched the first episode yeah. two nights ago. Okay. Uh, part two. Part two was last night. Mike McDaniel's the funniest head coach in football. Maybe the funniest head coach in all sports. Andy Reid's pretty funny. Uh, baseball, you got a couple guys. But Mike McDaniels is without a doubt hysterical. All right, we're also Mike McDaniels. I got drilled last week. I, I Talking to Robert Sala really? of the Jets. The first play of the game, I thought a defender was going to hit the guy out of bounds, yeah. and he missed. And so he ran up on me. He slips out, kicks me in the shoulder, oh. and elbowed me in my manhood. <laughs> you got it? He just ran out and kicked me in the shoulder. <laughs> I had to act like it didn't hurt. It hurt like a <laughs> and I got hit in the <laughs> So I feel like I'm going to puke right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to puke right now. Later on, it showed him on the sideline standing in front of those heaters that blast out the heat. And the Jets fans were giving him crap. Like, ah, you wimp. He's like, I'm cold. And then he pauses and turns and goes, and also winning. <laughs> He's great. I love him. I love him. Mike Tomlin drives me crazy, but I like that guy's press conferences. Way to go. So anyway, watch Hard Knocks on Max or HBO Max or HBO Now, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, he's awesome. And then uh, we want to go to uh, Sean Payton, right? Sure. Sean Payton uh, was unaware of Scorigami. No. They had to explain to him what it was. He had to explain what Scorigami was, which we're obsessed with here. Why is it unique? He's amazed. You're saying there's never been a score Never a 29-12. Correct, Sean. Nor 70-20. <laughs> right. I like the second score, Gami. Yeah. And kudos to that ballsy reporter who's like, yeah, there's never been a 29 or 12. And then you know the guy's like, or 70-20 when you lost to the Dolphins. <laughs> Those were both score gummies. And Peyton, who you know, has a reputation of being a jerk, good for him for taking it on the you know, taking on the flying going, yeah, hey, look, we've won, what, five in a row or whatever. They're hot. So good for him. Sean Payne, congratulations on two scoragamis, an NFL score that's never happened before. And we're going to close it with another hockey referee because last night in the Penguin game, uh, Chris Letang uh, heard from the ref. So let's roll that. Pittsburgh Penguin number 28 has a two-minute minor for Holdy. You want to join him? You want to join him? <laughs> you want to join him? <laughs> Oh, Mike. Oh, all right. Chris Letang had something to say, and uh, Kyle Raymond. That's our fit. That, the, Ryan, Ryan, impersonate the second one. 
You want to join him? <laughs> no, it's like, he's being a jerk. He's like, you want to join him? And then the second one's like, hey, you want to join him? You know who's not. And like, I love that so much. So uh, we had yesterday, we had the one ref going, yeah. Uh, everyone on the ice, everyone, 10 minute major for fighting everyone on the ice. So hockey, keeping it interesting. All right, let's bring in my buddy, Paul. This guy has been watching the show. He's obsessed. Wait a second. Oh, let's wait a second. Oh, we have to close up Frank's fast takes. All right. That's enough of that. All right. That's enough of that. Thank you, Ann. Thank you very much. I don't hear myself in my headphones. It sounds, I feel like I have a cold, but I hear everything else. So that's fine. So I feel like, I feel like it's like COVID and I have uh, whatever. All right. Uh, this gentleman I've known for, uh, oh my God, like 20 years. And he's a massive Steeler fan. He's a massive Golden Knights fan. He lives in Reno. He live comments all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Reno Paul. He's a super sports fan. Reno Paul. Paul, what's going hey, on, buddy? Hey, yo, Frankie. How you doing? <laughs> I love you're wearing the Reno hat. That's it. I said, he's so sick. Look what I'm wearing. I'm wearing the Reno hat. Have to represent. Have to represent. And you, know, you have, you have a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no. You're, listen, we talk every day. I text with him every day because we both gamble pretty much every day. Um, and during a Steeler game, if I'm not live casting it on PSF, uh, which is the pro sports fans thing with Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback, it's a company he has. We live cast games. You can watch us kind of like the Manicast. Paul will join us on the famous show, which stands for Frank and Matt, outspoken, uncensored Steeler show. But anyway, uh, Paul joins us all the time. Super Steeler fan, and uh, we love hard knocks. And uh, listen, we end up liking teams that we don't even like. So the Jets, all of a sudden, we're like, I kind of like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, it was fun on Friday to watch the hard knocks bowl. Yeah, because it was on one the hand, you had the, the, yeah, it was so much fun. So it was cool to see them go to Aaron Rodgers and stuff. And I was kind of hoping they'd do a little bit of more crossover, crossover there, but you know. Well, well, listen, like, if like the Ed Schreiber came on the field yeah, and I right. called the game or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that a lot of awesome. crossover episode. So far, these are like my two favorite seasons. I mean, minus the one Cincinnati Bengals season with the child please thing, which right. was hands down the greatest ever. Ocho Cinco. Um, and I've always, oh my God, I've always been on the fence as whether or not I want the Steelers to be on that show yeah, or not. We talk about this every year. Because, look, Aaron Rodgers goes on that and 10 seconds into the season, he blows his Achilles. Like, do we really That's want true. that happening to Kenny Pickett? That's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, Some fans do, but no, I do not. Um, yeah, we're obsessed with it. We watch it every week. Now, Paul, you live in Reno. We met in Los Angeles. Uh, what's going on up in Reno? I know you, you like to frequent the casinos as well. You place your sports bets live or on the app. And how many casino cards do you have in front of you right now? Since you asked, <laughs> I have, this is just, just a, just a small handful <laughs> of them here that I, I pulled out for you. So, you know, listen, people ask me a lot about casinos and gambling and, and such. And I do spend a lot of time in the casinos. I, I had recently had a surgery, so I've been gambling a lot more online with poker and sports betting. But the first thing you do when you go to a casino is you got to get one of these cards. Yeah. I know it sounds so stupid. We but the it's, South Point it's, card. You know, of course, I would love to get a South Point card. I would love to come down there and I'd love to try to play some poker in that room and, and use your sports book. But we'll see. It's like a $30 flight round trip. So I think we'll make it happen one of these days soon. Um, yeah, but it's the, it's, I think it's the most crucial thing you can do. Get your card. Get your comps. We get free tickets to shows. We get, you know, this one right here. You know, local ticket on it. You get 20% off at all the food and vendors. I mean, you know, <laughs> I feel like... It's super important to do, and we do it. Um, but yeah, I've been to, you know, we moved here to Shia two years ago. And in our first year here, we went literally everywhere. We went yeah. to every event, every casino, and it's a blast. It's, it's just such a fun place to live because, you know, right now it's like 30-something degrees. We're expecting snow in the next couple of days. <laughs> but uh, it is that biggest little city in the world feel. Yeah. You know, when you go to the market, people actually ask you if you need help. They're friendly. They're nice. No, people um, are friendly in Vegas. 
People are friendly in Vegas too. Yeah, but they're usually depressed because they I'm just saying it's different. (laughs) It's different than the San Fernando Valley, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, so it's a lot nicer. We we love it. You know, and my wife, she works from home, and she's thrilled. We have a nice little house here with our dogs and our cats and everything. So we're we're thrilled to be here. It was so nice to get out of LA, and I'm sure you're feeling a little bit of it too. It's just so much Nevada. No state tax. No state income tax. Yeah, and I'm a now a Nevadian. Nevadian? Nevadan. 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 I always put the I in Nevada. Nevada. Because I belong in Nevada. See what I did there? Boom. All right. So Paul, what were some bets? What were you what were you on last night? I know you love the Golden Knights. Uh, and they're the, the Golden Knights are killing you right now. Last night they lost in OT, correct, Ryan? In a shootout. In a shootout. That's right. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah, that's right. In a shootout. And Paul, what's your reaction when you're watching the shootout? Well, first of all, three in a row they lose, yeah. you know, and it's not panic time yet. We're, we're 23 games into the season. I think they have 32 points or some, somewhere around there, you know, so it's not panic time yet. They're playing hard. This is their first extended road trip. What was it? Three games and four nights or something to that effect. So I'm not, I'm not throwing in the towel on them just yet. They started super hot. They started a lot of home games and now, you know, now they're getting tested. I, I, I will say though, I think that Arizona game losing two nothing really got in their heads. You know, Arizona is basically a good high school team, you know, and, and they got beat by them. So I see Ryan. Bummer, yeah, I, I see not, Ryan. Ryan's nodding his head at everything you said about the, about the goal. Well, the night. coyotes are playing in yeah. uh, Arizona state's hockey arena. Yeah. They don't even have their own arena. Yeah. And by the way, most people forget Arizona even has a hockey team. Cause we talked about this when uh, Gianna signed that big contract that, the, you know, he, even though he made a lot of money, there was only one professional sports franchise he could have purchased with all the money he's made, and it's Arizona. I think they're only valued at four point seven or four four hundred seventy five million dollars. I remember that. So Mark Cuban could buy them like eight times right now. <laughs> but yeah, I have a friend in Arizona. I have a friend in Arizona who who builds ice skating rinks and he works for hockey teams. And I asked him, I go, "What's going on there?" He goes, "People don't care." No, you know when they, they had their arena, they were they were getting under two thousand fans a night. So yeah, they like like Ryan just said, they moved them to a to a college arena. I mean, no fans care. No fans know. It's like, it's Arizona. They're like, we have ice here. What's going Dude, on? You know, listen, so. you're a Dodger oh, fan. You watch almost every Dodger game. When they would play in Arizona against the D-backs last year, that stadium was a quarter full, half full. Oh, and then Arizona makes a playoff run. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I love the Diamondbacks. I'm going to be at every game. And I, yeah. They, I saw something. Sorry. No, go, Paul. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, no, I, I just saw something um, with Arizona that you could buy season tickets for $180 to be at every single home game that they have. I think it was 300 Arizona next $300? Yeah, I think, I think it it's three. I think it's two ninety nine for the whole season. Are you serious? Okay, so One seat. I, I stand corrected, but yeah, nothing. That's it. That's ridiculous. And they're, they're the National League champions, yep. and I want to know how many they will sell of that. Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, that's, that's insane. Now, you mentioned uh, you're not ready to throw the towel in yet on the Golden Knights, and I see behind you a more important towel, ladies and gentlemen, the terrible towel. Oh, yeah. Now, I have gone to Pittsburgh a few times. Paul, uh, his family's from Pittsburgh. I have gone a few times, and I'll go to the Steelers store, and I have to FaceTime Paul so he can see what's new and that he might want because this guy has he has a ton of jerseys. He's got more Steelers memorabilia than me, but he'll be like, oh, I need that terrible towel, so I'll buy it and send it to him. Um, that one's just a normal one, right? That just looks like that's not any special anniversary one. This is actually, I think, the first towel you ever gave me. Oh, look at that. Isn't that a sweet story? Yeah. Now, we met. Now, let's go back to when we met. We met uh, in 2006, roughly. Uh, I had just finished hosting Street Smarts. And what happened, Ryan, is I was, a, I was a hired gun a lot. A lot of networks would hire me to host pilots for their game shows, okay? And I would come in, and they knew I could pick stuff up real quick. And I was damn good at it. Wait, what happened? So um, I'd come in, and then, you know, they'd sell the show to the network. 
and then uh, they'd, they'd replace me with a, a huge star or something. So the first time it happened was Joey Fatone. I, I, I sold the singing bee with NBC. I went in, I did all the, so they go, listen, Frank, you've been great. We know you have a game show background, but, but they need it. They want a bigger name with musical background. I'm like, I can sing. Can you take me higher? Like right there. There's me doing Crete. They go, no, we're going with Joey Fatone. I said, this is an outrage. They're like, well, we want you to help train Joey Fatone on how to host. This is an hour. I will not do it. We will pay you this much money. I will see you on Monday morning, sir. <laughs> I hoard myself out. So I went. So anyway, uh, there was a show called Show Me the Money that was on ABC. Show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. And it became it was a train wreck of a show from the beginning. We gave wow. out way too much money. They shut. I mean, there was like eight, like seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. But I hosted all the run throughs, and that's where I met Paul. Right, that was in the run-throughs, right? Yeah. And we got to be friends. Go yeah, ahead. I, no, I was one, I was one of the producers on the show, yeah. and um, so we sat. So, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so we. We'll, well explain that I in a minute. You know, I didn't. Well, yeah, we'll, well, I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, we met on the show. I remember walking into the run-through one day, and you had like a Steelers shirt on, right? You know, and I was like, you know, and I recognized you from from Street Smarts, but didn't know your name or anything like that. And I remember instantly we became like super close friends, right? Because we had the we had the Pittsburgh connection. Yeah. And, um, that was a lot of fun. Do you know, you know, you talk about the singing bee and Joey fat one. Well, <laughs> do you know who the original host of show me the money was supposed to be? I do not remember. Uh, you want to take a guess or you want to just give it away here? No, give it away. We, we could make this a game show. Yeah. Right. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> oh, suppose. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I, I actually, I did another run through, uh, and Ellen and, and Portia sat in the front row. They, they, again, this was, this wasn't even that show. I don't think, or maybe it was that. Did she come we to did. a run through? She did. We did a massive run through. That's I thought Brian, who was the executive producer of the time, I thought he hosted it, but you could be right. You could have hosted well, that. I know well, I we did, went to the. Yeah, I know I did some run through for a game show, and Ellen sat in the front row, and I was killing. I was killing Ryan. I was making jokes. I was making people laugh. I was running the show, and I'd looked at Ellen, and this is what she was doing the whole time. And then afterwards, she came out. She goes, she goes, oh, great job. And I'm like, well, you could have showed it on your face. Would have been nice if you. You were sitting literally five feet in front of me the whole time. Could have showed some emotion, Ellen. Anyway, sorry. Her literal response, and I don't blame her because this was probably the most confusing show. Now you have to, you know, reset the stage here. This was at a time where you know, Deal or No Deal was huge on television, yeah. and you had a bunch of variety game shows coming out. They were all trying to fill that primetime game show space, correct? Which was, you know, it was just huge at the time. Yeah. So every single network was just trying, trying, trying. So this show had so many elements going on because you had other shows like Dancing with the Stars or, or Show Me How to Dance or whatever they all these stupid dancing shows them, were. Yeah. They tried to combine them all into one. And so it was so confusing. It would take 20 minutes to explain to a contestant on stage yeah. how to play the game. And we've already run them through. Yeah. So it was a horrible train wreck of a show. I will say, though, it was a lot of fun as a producer to do because we had a lot of fun organizing it. I mean, those were those 20-hour 20, 20 days and stuff. But it was a lot of fun back then. Now, and it occurred to me. Go ahead. That if Ryan, if we if we would have met Ryan at the same time, we would not have been able to take him to a PG thirteen movie. <laughs> no. I don't think we could have taken him to a Disney movie. Wow, well, two thousand six, no. he was six. I turned six. I know, that year, yeah. He barely spoke English. <laughs> Jeez, he was sure. raised. And there we were at the pig, the, the pig and the whistle, and doing whatever else. Now we were doing. let me tell you about. So anyway, so the game show gets on the air. They hire William Shatner, right? Captain Kirk ends up hosting the show. And he's, you know, he's 75, close to 80, I think, right? Because he's in his 90s now. So they let us know William Shatner. Now, we have dancing girls on this stage that's like three stories high. One of the girls is Julianne Huff, who was like 19 or 20, 
who uh, used her sister's fake ID to come see me do a stand-up show. But anyway, she was on the show, Julianne Huff and William Shatner. So this is my Shatner story, right? So Shatner, uh, the shows, it's, the tape days are running long. It's kind of a disaster. So William Shatner, okay, so we, we, we finished taping an episode, Ryan, at 11, about 11 or 12 p.m. Okay. And they go, we're going to do one more. This is an hour show with a train wreck. of the And the rules, the rules. And then there was a, okay, so anyway, William Shatner goes backstage. So the production manager comes out and hands me a wad of cash, two or $300. He's like, keep the people interested. Keep them awake. Pizza's on the way. I'm like, it's midnight. So I have to go out there as the warm-up guy. And I'm out there getting people excited about sticking around, giving away pizza. I got people doing, we're doing this. I got the audience peaked one more time. It's 2 a.m. 2 a.m. I bring out William Shatner again. William Shatner comes out. The crowd is all sugared up. I've given them candy. They've won some cash. They've had some pizza. We're going to start taping an episode of a game show at 2 a.m. William Shatner comes out and goes, I'm tired. You're tired. None of us want to be here. Let's just try to get through it. I'm like, no! I'm like, Shatner! Are you kidding me? Now everyone's like, well, shit, Captain Kirk said that. We might as well just sit back and not do anything. And they're looking at me. I'm like, well, yeah, it is 2 a.m. So sorry if they're not the peak audience. But the show, uh, it was a train wreck. They gave away so much money because it was too easy. And you can look it up. So speaking of money, quickly, Paul, who are some – let's talk about the Steelers this week. Five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Arizona. What do you think of the Steelers and their newfangled offense? I would hammer it. Are you kidding me? I now, now, granted, I see every bet with the Steelers through black and gold glasses, yes. <laughs> as you know. But I think that, I mean, look, if you look at the numbers, you know, I looked it up. You know, the Steelers hadn't had a 400-yard rushing game since the yards. day they hired Matt Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 400 oh, sorry, yards. Sorry, yeah. yards, excuse me. It's, you know, it, you look back, it was like the same year they hired Matt Canada. And I think they're playing a lot more free, a lot more loose. They're opening up the middle of the field. Yeah. These are all, you know, great things. The Steel, Firemuth being back is huge. Yeah. You know, and Najee actually looked good. You know, he yeah. squeaked out so many extra yards in that game. So I feel really good about it. Um, you know, and they're, 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 they've got the, are they a playoff team? Sure. They are. They can they're be a playoff the team. Playoffs. Will, they, will they win a playoff game is yet to be seen. I mean, you've got to score more than 16 points in a game, I think. So their defense can hold them. I think it looks good. I would take the unders though, <laughs> whatever, whatever they are. All right. Now I know you're a big Laker fan. We'll get you on. A, I, this is a massive Laker fan. So Lakers tonight. The line's roughly around seven and a half. Is that right, Sean? Lakers, Pistons, if you can look it up. Seven here at South Point. It's seven. Seven at South Point. Thank you, Ryan. Seven at South Point. Lakers, you do props. You do Lakers. You you like to do um, a lot of of bets on the Laker games. What do you think tonight? How are they looking I do, yeah. I really like the Lakers tonight. I think, you know, they've been kind of wobbly. Same as the Golden Knights, as you can say. Like, you know, they're just, they're kind of finding their rhythm. It's so early in the season. You know, they, they, they need some time to get together a little bit more. This is a winnable game. Seven and a half is is probably right on the nose. Seven, seven and a half is yeah. right on the nose for them. Um, I also love taking LeBron props. I didn't look it up before this, and so forgive me, but you know, his normally his like uh points, assists, and rebounds. Oh, some, you do the combined one, yeah. I love the combined one because you know it's like you just need him to be great in one category, and he normally gets it. It's like around 35, 36 is normally the combination there that I love. Anthony Davis to get a double double is like the most slam dunk bet you can get. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, it was, it, sometimes bet. you send it to me and you're like, it's plus money. What's going on? I don't understand. If ever it's, it's, it's very rarely, it's like even money or sometimes lower, yeah. but if it's ever, so I have a great story about that where Go one of the it. apps made a mistake. The, oh yes. The I line, remember was, that night. It was last season. It was this, it was like the same kind of combination bet with him. And I don't remember what exactly was. let's say it was 41. And I knew that he always exceeded that. Right. So, Generally speaking, it was like a minus 110 kind of bet, right? 
So I'm sitting there, I place a bed. It was like, I don't know, 20 bucks or something like that on, on it. And my wife looks over, she goes, why is this plus 7,110 for him to get that? And I look at the app and I look, oh my God, it was. So I hammered another 10, 20 bucks <laughs> on it, whatever it was. It was an error the app made. Yeah. And it was supposed to be minus, and they someone made a mistake and hit the seven button instead of the minus button, and we cashed it out. <laughs> that was, was not was the South Point app, ladies and gentlemen. No. That was not the South Point no. app. That would never happen here. But yeah, and who's the cat that just joined the game? Well, yeah, I was going to say it in, in, in honor skunk? of uh, Hard, Hard Knocks. <laughs> she came to join us. All right. <laughs> All right, who, Paul, was it, who was it? Was it Phillips that had a cat on last night? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to take the Lakers tonight, and we're going to take a two-minute break, and we'll be right back, Shug. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Thank you. Great job. Go Thanks, Steelers. Man. Love you, bud. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza, plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Punchlines. I am Frank Nicotero. Um, by the way, we're talking the LeBron props around town. We see the LeBron points and rebounds, 32 and a half. LeBron Points, rebounds, assists, 39 and a half. Yes. So the Lakers are coming off that game where they were embarrassed by, they lost by 44 points. 44, yeah. LeBron's, the Sixers. LeBron's worst loss in his career. You don't think he's going to come out firing tonight? Against the worst team in the NBA? Against the, the hapless Pistons? Yeah, 2-15. Yeah. I kind of like him over 32 and a half points. He might go off. He might want to pad those stats, right? Uh, you would think so. I like LeBron. I like the bet. All right, speaking of betting, we got our man. This is his third appearance on the show. Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Casino. Dwayne, what's happening? About Colucci! Every time, I say, every time I say Colucci, Colucci. Colucci. The whole set. They, they do Colucci. I'm sure you've done that your whole <laughs> life. Uh, what's happening at the Rampart, man? What's going on? 
Well, what a busy week, I'll yeah. tell you the truth, Frank. It was unbelievable from Thursday throughout the weekend. It was just an incredible week for action. And uh, the Rampart was packed. The buffet was packed. Uh, I never <laughs> saw so many covers on that buffet line. There, there had to be like five or 600 people at one point because we have a comp line and then we have the regular line. And, you know, I know South Point, their buffet, uh, it's hard to exceed their line on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, just on a regular weekday. But this was incredible for the Rampart. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you talked to Chris, you talked to Vinny. We did not do all that well this weekend. A lot of favorites. A lot of favorites. Yeah, we took a beating. So, you know, when those favorites keep rolling in, and especially on Thanksgiving, you know, it looks like we get off to a good start because Green Bay beats Detroit. (laughs) But, you know, after that, it just became a fiasco. So, yeah, it was a lot of favorites, a lot of uh, happenings, and a lot of predictable games that just, uh, even the uh, college games was somewhat predictable, so that definitely hurt us. Uh, well, we'll regroup though. Nobody, uh, Vincennes was saying it. Nobody wants to hear us whine, yeah, especially exactly. bookmakers in Las Vegas, right? <laughs> Nobody cares how much we lose; they love it, and it's some Christmas money basically there for the public. So you look at it that way. You which look at it positive, which they'll give exactly. back. Yeah, exactly. Now, exactly. Um, I met you, but your buffet. I met, I think you last time said that your buffet sparkles. Yes. Yes. Like sparkles. I love it. I, I tell you, yeah, it just gleams. And, uh, you know, it's immaculate. That's how clean it is, Frank. It, it's just immaculate. You can't believe how clean we keep that surface and area. And it's just really pleasurable for the general public who enjoyed the buffet still. You know, you have some people that got freaked out with the COVID yeah, and yeah. they'll never go back to a buffet, Frank. Yeah. You know that. But we have a good clientele. The older people like it. And it definitely yeah. is a success in the summer. Area. I did the breakfast buffet here at the South Point a couple weeks ago. Outstanding. You think, oh, they're just going to have breakfast food? Oh, no, no, no. There's Italian, there's Mexican food, there's Asian. It was unbelievable. So go to the buffet, support the buffet, South Point and Rampart. Now, I stopped into Rampart one night. Uh, I was in the area. I was driving by and I went, oh my God, I'm in summer. There's Rampart. I went in and you had just left because I wanted to introduce myself and you just left. But I stayed, had a drink, uh, played some I played some blackjack, did pretty well. Uh, lovely. Rampart was awesome. I really enjoyed it, man. It was great casino. Everyone was so friendly there. People got to check you guys out. You don't have to just go to casinos on the strip or come here to South Point. You got to check out the Rampart. It's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. And it's a JW Marriott facility, the hotel that is attached. And I said, uh, you know, time and time again, our pool area is just amazing for the summertime. We it, have it, sparkles. it sparkles. It sparkles. Uh, yeah, it the gleams. water sparkles. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, when that sun starts, Frank, when it's 115, anything out here right. in Vegas, <laughs> so I'll tell you that right off the bat. But uh, yeah, it's a fabulous facility. The sports book is, uh, you know, somewhat one of the newer books in town, yeah. not as new as Circa, but the video wall is just incredible. 55 foot uh, video wall. Yeah, I've worked really on the impressive. property since 2003, Frank. So, wow. you know, I really take pride in this property. I help build the race at sports clientele there without a doubt. And it's just been such a success. And the affiliation with South Point just adds to the mix because when you're offering this extensive betting menu, it's just incredible that, uh, you know, the affiliation and where the brick and mortar shops in Vegas that you want to come by, you want to meet Jimmy, you want to meet myself, Chris, yeah. Vinny, we're definitely 
definitely going to roll out the red carpet. And I'm sorry I wasn't there. You know, I do work that day shift, Frank. You know, uh, but it's uh, definitely a facility that you have to experience. Sam runs a great pit. Uh, you know, he's our vice president of casino operations, and he oversees the pit. And, uh, you know, we have excellent slots as well. Just every uh, variety of new machine that you could possibly find. Right, and it. we keep up with that. Yeah, it was nice. Now, I'm looking over your shoulder there. I see your Golden Knights, your beloved Golden Knights jersey. Last night was a tough game. Where were you watching the game at? Uh, I was actually at home for that game. And, uh, you know, I watched it on Channel 34. Yep. Uh, you know, it was somewhat disappointing just because of the fact, uh, you know, they played very hard. They were able to grind out the tie. And then you come to the shootout where, you know, you feel very confident until you see uh, Connor McDavid is their first shooter. And he just blew it by Logan <laughs> Thompson. Uh, you know, the, the Golden Knights aren't scoring a lot of goals. You could see that. Marcia so missed uh, also in the shootout, which yeah, is missed very, net very by rare. a foot and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right, uh, totally. And he was way over the net, and then Eichel hit the post. So, you know, uh, it, it was somewhat of a better performance because they were getting shut down a lot recently, but they definitely have a lot of soul searching to do. You know, you got some injuries there. I heard Theodore's, uh, you know, uh, uh, Surgery was successful uh, today, so that helps without a doubt. Aiden Hill didn't play last night, so that's a, it, it was a positive game, but Edmonton has been horrible, guys. So, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know how much you could take out of it. The Knights have to improve. I mean, look at the level that the New York Rangers are playing at. Look at the level that the Boston Bruins are playing at. And then you look at the Knights, and they got off to that incredibly hot start, but we have to hope that the Stanley Cup flu doesn't set in because, <laughs> you know, it's such a quick turn around guys you have to understand when you're dealing with the nhl you're a stanley cup champion you're in that parade float you know you're william carlson hammered all on stage and then before you know it you're back into training <laughs> camp so it's difficult guys it's not easy vegas has their work cut out for them but it wasn't too bad last night all right now you talked about the nfl season last uh, the last week and, and the heavy favorites winning dallas had to be one team that people just loaded up on on thanksgiving and i know you're a big cowboys guy uh, how how are you feeling about the Cowboys right now? I know they're they're beating up on inferior teams when they have to, but that's what you're supposed to do when you're a good team. But they got some some tough games coming up. How are you feeling about the Cowboys? Well, I'm feeling pretty confident. I mean, we are getting it done, Frank. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, they sometimes have that little stutter step against some of these teams like Carolina and, uh, you know, the Giants, but they were imposing their will. They destroyed Washington. You saw that was an easy victory. Dak Prescott is playing at a very, very high level. Yeah. And even Aaron Rodgers went out of his way to say how, uh, you know, enamored he is with him right now, playing at a good level. We have an excellent wide receiving core. You know, when you look at it, Brandon Cook, is just another good acquisition. It's a great acquisition but yeah. Yeah, you know, and he's really started to play at a higher level now. And that opens things up for CD. Pollard's still healthy. Got to stay healthy. That's the whole key. Because now you're seeing the Eagles are coming back down to earth a little. Where would you ever think, Frank, that this week the Eagles are an underdog at home? And I know it's the 49ers, but right. a couple of weeks ago, everybody wanted to uh, kill Brock Purdy. So, you know, he was able to get over the hump and start playing at a better level. And I believe that, you know, still Philadelphia and San Francisco are ahead of Dallas, but Dallas is catching up very quickly. Detroit had that little stutter step, you know, on Thanksgiving. You know that they're, uh, you know, they're very susceptible because they're a younger type team. Campbell's an excellent coach, though, and could outcoach yeah. almost anybody, in my yeah. opinion. Well, he could, almost, he, could almost, he could almost beat up any other coach for sure. 
oh, well, that's that's he'll just put you in a headlock. <laughs> just forget just about glare, it. That yeah. whole coaching staff. He could just glare at you, but he calls. He also has that look that when he looks at you, he kind of sparkles like the buffet at the rampart right there. He kind of. <laughs> you love that statement. You just I love, love it. We it's hysterical. <laughs> sparkles. So listen, let's talk about your Cowboys uh, tomorrow night's game. Right, Thursday night game against Seattle. Minus nine. Uh, we have we have nine. Is it nine here at South Point? Correct. Okay, it is nine, and uh, probably the same there, obviously, because you guys share the lines. How you feel about your yes. Cowboys with nine, and what's the kind of what's the action on the game so far this week? Well, it's very difficult. I mean, the initial reaction was up to nine and a half, and now it's back down to nine. You know, uh, it's very uh, tough game because Seattle needs the game. And Seattle definitely could play at a top level if Geno Smith is healthy. But Dallas is going to bring an ultimate pass rush in this game. I think they want to beat a higher quality team because, like you said, Frank, they've been playing, uh, you know, tomato cans. So definitely I think Dallas has to prove a point here, come out very hot. Let's not, uh, you know, get out of the gate slow and let Seattle start taking it to you. Pete Carroll is a legendary coach. Sure. A lot of pressure on Geno Smith, though, and Seattle here. I think Dallas is in command in the playoff position. Nine points is a lot, but they could definitely do it. I like Dallas in this situation. Yeah, I do too. I think I, that's a big favorite, but I think nine, that's always a number right there, right under 10. Ryan, do you like that game? Or do I know you like, what's your, what are your bears? Are they on bye week or what are your yeah, bears? Yeah, they're, the, they're on their bye week. They're on their bye week. Yeah, I'm going to look at the Dallas game. Um, how can you, how do you explain because I, the, the Philly line, how do you explain that the Niners, and I understand they're playing well, but the Eagles are playing very well. How do you explain that they're at home underdogs? They're 10 and one. I mean, the Niners are eight and three. We know they're, they're both the, the elite of the NFC. How is that possible that it's three points, uh, San Francisco on the road? Frank, I think people are waiting for Philly to lose. That's yeah. what the problem is. I think the public, you know, their initial reaction, uh, you know, I think we opened the game at minus one and then it went to three and now it's leveling out at two and a half. I think a lot of the public are waiting for Jalen Hurts to have that, uh, you know, catastrophic loss and uh, make some mistakes. They definitely uh, were life and death to beat Buffalo. You saw that. Josh Allen, again, making mistakes, guys. It's incredible. I mean, uh, Davis was wide open. He misses that. That ends the game. I mean, then you have to rely on kicking. Guy kicks a massive field goal to end the game, you know, to tie it. And now you're giving them another chance. Hurts matched, uh, you know, marched them right down the field. He's been monstrous, definitely a gamer. And he's been banged up a lot this year. Now, A.J. Brown has been a little somewhat non-existent. He's yeah, going to have to step up in this game. Yeah, because San Francisco's playing at a top level. And McCaffrey's been amazing. You got Debo healthy. Brock Purdy showed you he could throw the long ball, guys. This kid's the real deal. I know. So this is why you're seeing steam. Yeah, I, and I'll tell you, I, I wanted to look at the forecast for Philadelphia on Sunday. High of 56, low of 49. So that's, that's Niner weather. That's San Francisco. That's San Francisco weather. There is a 70% chance of rain. Now it is early to look at that forecast, but I guess if it comes down to a running game, maybe you know the odds makers are saying, hey, you give McCaffrey and Debo, maybe they can grind it out. But I, I just, Philly at home as a dog with that fan base. Now, I know I said that again. In the National League Championship Series, I said, Philly in their home field advantage, game six and seven against Arizona. Come on, those are locks. And uh, Chris Russo almost had to retire from sports broadcasting because of those <laughs> losses. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, Philly in the points. I mean, you could tease that up a little. What a, you know, we got to do a parlay at Ryan on Friday. Boy, I'd be tempted to take Philly in that one. Are you? I don't know. I'm not saying, I'm not announcing it. Don't Ryan put me on the spot right now, up, are you? Yeah, Ryan's really loosened up. You know, when we got to meet Ryan <laughs> early in the, he always wore the glasses. He was always res very respectful. We go, Mr. Nicotero. Yes, Mr. Nicotero. Can I get you water, Mr. Nicotero? Now he's like, are you ass? You know, I mean, like, 
I used to have respect around here. This guy, he doesn't understand. Look at me, I'm doing the Tommy the DeVito. DeVito, the Paisan. What do you think of this DeVito? What do you think of this DeVito mania that's going on? Is this great? I mean, as an Italian football fan, and the fact he's named after Pesci's character in Goodfellas, but it's great for the game. It's great for. I mean, the Giants are having a horrible season, but they're embracing this kid, right? Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, he's named after a Goodfellas character, yeah, just right? like you said. It. <laughs> I mean, what's better than that? And the kid could throw the ball. So you're already forgetting about Daniel Jones and his massive contract because the kid could actually throw the ball down the field. He doesn't have to run constantly. And Saquon, run. And a vanilla offense, you know, it's definitely now changed and definitely working. And this kid plays off the crowd, so it's great. You know, everybody the first week, you know, everybody was so critical. Oh, he lives at home. Right, right, right. you know how many Italians, Frank, you know, live still at home in their mom's basement and are successes and just live with mom or live with dad? You know, so don't sell the kid short. The kid definitely is a gamer, and it's good to see New York have some form of a quarterback yeah. because you look on the other side, forget it, Boyle, forget about him, Zach, you're waiting for Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. if you're not in a playoff yeah. contention, why is he going to risk anything? DeVito brings a breath of fresh air. And they're on a bye week this week, so what's Tommy DeVito doing on a bye week, right? Right now, he's just signing helmet. He's cash grabbing everything. Enjoying life. Enjoying life. And he's at home. Does he like, if he picks, if he meets a girl, is he going to be like, shh, got to keep my mom. My parents are sleeping. Sneak into the basement. Shh. I'll put on the Sopranos. It'll be great. All right. There's a Carmela. There's a, I, I love the guy so much. Um, And then uh, the Jets. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is in the 21 day uh, IR thing. Yep, so they activated him to practice. They activated him today. I, there's yeah, no, why would you? Look, I know they're paying him a lot of money. He's a gamer. He wants to play their their fringe playoffs. If you're if you're a Jets fan, do you want to see Aaron? I guess as a fan, you want to see Aaron Rodgers. Like, hey, we were waiting all year for him. Does he play? I don't know. I mean, you know, I think he wants to. That's what the factor is here. He just wants to show that he was worth the value of, uh, you know, the contract that he signed for the New York Jets. I really wouldn't risk it. I'll be honest. I mean, you yeah, know, he still got a couple of years in the tank. And you see how Cleveland shut down Deshaun Watson several times during the course of the season. They feel that there's more left in the tank. So why risk it on a season where you're not going to make the playoffs? I mean, they're not a playoff caliber team. They have an excellent defense. Yeah. Let's not get. Uh, you know, let's not be wrong. So I could carry Definitely away with them, yeah, something, yeah. Right, Frank, something to build right. on. So what are you going to risk it for? I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you got to think twice about this. I agree. Now let's go to the, the smart Alec Ryan and see what he's going to his comeback is. What do you think, <laughs> Ryan? Uh, should Aaron Rodgers come back? I don't see why he would. Right, exactly. They're four and seven. <laughs> yeah, that's need to win terrible. Playing terrible, too. But right? that's also yeah, an yeah, egomaniac yeah. that's like, I can come back. And win every game. I can get us to the playoffs. I can get us to the play- Jump on my back, but not my right foot. Don't do pressure on my right foot. Um, listen, uh, Dwayne, as always, uh, a pleasure. I want to also thank today for being uh, watching the show. Dom's Pizzeria in Trafford, Pennsylvania, right outside of Pittsburgh. Dom's Pizzeria is watching the show. We also have Steiner's, which I'm coming, Steiner's. I'm coming soon to check you out. And then the Oasis. And it's not the Oasis. It's Oasis. Very clever name. We're going to come and grab some wings. Chris and I were talking about Ryan. Do you eat wings? Love wings. Yeah, buffalo, buffalo with blue cheese. Right, that's the only way. See, no, I'm not don't a fan screw of, this up. I'm not a fan of blue cheese or ranch. Oh my, what? Wait a second, Dwayne. Yeah. What, do you, what do you eat with your wings? It. Wait, if you're, if you're gonna have a wing, what are you dipping like, in? 
Why I do you don't need to dip, dip it in it? anything? I like, uh, yeah, hot wings or just, yeah, buffalo isn't bad, but I just like regular wings. I, I you know, I don't need to dip How it can in you, anything. You Maybe got... a little hot sauce. Oh, my God. And Sean, Hot wings, more hot like sauce. like ranch and pineapple on pizza. Wait, what happened? Okay, now I'm with you on that, all right? That's yes, Dom's. That's it's an insane. Vinny! Vinny! You know, Vinny. Vinny doesn't put pineapple. <laughs> Vinny doesn't. He doesn't mess around with pineapple. Wait a second. Sean, what do you, what, wings, what, what are you dipping in? Ranch. Wrong oh my answer. God. And, <laughs> and wings, what are you dipping in? Ranch. Ranch. Why are you distracting the flavor of the wing sauce with garbage it's ranch? It's the combination. It's the dance. That's oh, now you like to co combine things? Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, cake and ice cream do not belong together. <laughs> Peanut butter jelly do not belong together. A wing dipped in to bl blue cheese, it gives it the, uh, the it's the cold. Do it. Have a hunk of blue cheese if you want that. Go to Gonzalo. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. It's got to be blue cheese. You have to have celery. Celery or carrots? Drain celery or carrots? Oh, I like both. I like okay, carrots. Okay, correct juice answer. Celery juice. Yeah, Ryan's like going to say something stupid like, oh, I like a little jicama. What do you like? <laughs> <laughs> jicama fries are kale. very oh, plain. Kale, yeah, kale. I like a little kale wrapper. Well, I just want to fit one last question. Coach, yes. what do you think of uh, Patrick Kane signing in Detroit? It's a big acquisition, I tell you. You know, it could definitely uh, so show some veteran leadership, which they need. Now, you know, in the past, Kane has been under the microscope. He's done some suspect things, but definitely a good acquisition for Detroit. And, uh, you know, the Rangers, they play them tonight, and the Rangers are a huge favorite. So we're going to see if it could affect the locker room and bring some positivity. I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to suit up, but I do like the signing, and definitely he has uh, got a few games left in the tank. You saw that last year. He was able to help the Rangers down the stretch. And I think he could help this team even more. 43% of Americans prefer ranch. 30% prefer blue cheese. I'm in the minority. And the smarter half prefers nothing. That's right. well, or 70, smarter, 20, uh, yeah, less than 50%. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I, Dwayne, I think we've said everything on this show. We can today. What a weird show. What a fun show. Today was fun. Paul Sugarman. Thank you for being on the show. I mean, we saw the, the total eclipse of the heart. We saw the chomper and, Chud or whatever the other chomper and crunch dancing. Uh, Kaluch has given us a pick. He likes Dallas tomorrow night. You like your Cowboys minus the nine yes. and ten. I would lay the points. Yeah, I would lay the points. Lay the points. I'll be laying it in the bookie battle. So there you oh, and I'm in the first place still, guys. You're yeah, in first, still first place in first of the bookie place, battle. Gaming. All right, we're uh, gonna leading, bring you back. Uh, Twelve straight weeks. Uh, Twelve we gotta, straight weeks. We got to bring you back to talk about that. And uh, tonight on the bet, I'm gonna take LeBron over uh, the points total. I'm gonna take over his points. Uh, his points rebounds is 32 and a half. So his points is probably like, probably in the mid 20s, probably his jersey number, probably 23 or 24. I think it was 26 and a half. 26 and a half. I'm going to take LeBron coming off that loss. Uh, any final thoughts on the show, Sean and Ryan? Any final thoughts? Ryan, Mr. Attitude over there used to respect me, used to treat me. Mr. Nicotero, sir, yes, sir. Well, how, what temperature water would you like, sir? No, he's like, whatever. I'm talking about wings. He jumps in with a Patrick Kane question. What is going on? <laughs> well, Kane's from Buffalo, so. Uh, that's what made you think. All right, Ryan, any final thoughts on today? Any live comments? Which, what are our subscribers up to? Uh, still at 724. 724. Yep. Any of our regulars chiming in? Yeah, Mergy, I just wanted to warn everybody, do not eat the corned beef hash in Reno. <laughs> yes, that's where I got food poisoning in Reno. I didn't mention. I've mentioned it on the show before. Corned beef hash, uh, I got sick in Reno. That and sounds then, like a Johnny uh, Cash song, but anyway. My stepdad pointed out that uh, I do actually eat something with my wings. What do you eat? Um... With my tears as I watch the Bears lose. <laughs> that's, that's Stepdad coming in with a zinger to end the yeah. show.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate it. We would really appreciate it if you shared the show on social media. Put it on your Facebook. Put it on your threads, your Instagram, your Twitter, your OnlyFans page. I don't care where you put it. Just let people know about the show. We really have a good time making it for you, and we really appreciate the live comments. Seems like everyone's enjoying it, especially at Dom's Pizzeria in Trafford and Steiner's and Oasis here in Vegas. We appreciate it. I'm coming out soon. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We got a good show. We got Kevin Belenkoff, who was requested by one of our regulars. Kevin will be here. Jeff Parles will be here. And then Friday's a packed show. So we appreciate you guys watching. Thank you for watching Punchlines, Lines, live in Nevada, every show.